0: Support for the Star Wars Stuff Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Yeah, that rhymes. All right. Manscaped recently launched the Ultimate Men's Hygiene Bundle, the performance package. Join over 5 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with its exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code STUFFPOD at Manscaped.com. All right, guys... Sometimes, you got to do some maintenance. You got to do some trimming, and either you hurt yourself or you don't do a good job, and it's not a good feeling, all right? But Manscaped is here to help you, okay? The performance package 4.0 by Manscaped has arrived, and oh man, is it a game changer. Inside this package, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. And, The travel bag is in there. I almost threw mine away. (laughs) I picked up the box and I was like, it's a little bit heavier with nothing in there. And I looked and there's a really, really great bag in there to hold all your stuff. Okay. First off the lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer is the future of grooming and dare I say the greatest ball trimmer ever. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and just say that I'm blown away by the performance and the craftsmanship of this trimmer. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. Thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. That is very important. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also has a 4000K LED spotlight you need for more precise shave. All right, because this trimmer is waterproof, you can say goodbye to the mess on the bathroom floor. Big plus. All right, the, the Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker nose and ear hair trimmer that is kind of weird to say but yes it does include that and that is really what i use it for because i do have a lot of hair so trimming my nose hairs and my ear is something i have to do every day and i'm using this every day for that and it's awesome the weed whacker is also waterproof and provides proprietary skin safe technology which helps reduce nicks snags tugs and those delicate nose holes so yeah like i said i use it every day and i'm not even worried about that. It. it's going to hurt me or anything the Crop preserver below-the-waist deodorant and Crop Reviver below-the-waist toner will change the way you approach your daily hygiene routine. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to the Performance Package 4.0, like I said, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. It's time to take care of yourself, to, so go to Manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping with the code stuffpod. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code StuffPod at Manscaped.com Alright, that's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com and use the code StuffPod. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Alright, back to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. My
1: name is Ray Park. You may know me as playing Darth Maum,
2: the Phantom Menace, Bone Wars, and also Solo at Star Wars Story. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff
3: the Podcast, the forces from you all. And remember...
4: Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from the Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best, and may the Force be with you.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast, where we talk all things Star Wars. My name is Colin. I'm Christian.
2: I'm Brooke. I'm Ray.
1: All right. We did that one take. Great job, guys. Uh... All right, so there is a lot to talk about. Uh, n- not just because of of uh, of all of the Disney stuff that happened this weekend. Um, there's all the Marvel stuff to talk about. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much. I'm just kidding. There actually was a lot of Star Wars stuff that would that that dropped this weekend uh, from from the final release date. Hopefully, it doesn't move up for the bad batch. Um, uh, all the way to Tales of the Jedi r- r- release day, including all the episodes are dropping at once, which is super cool. Um, to Indiana Jones, to Willow, uh, to the, the Skeleton Crew, uh, Ahsoka, Mandalorian season three. We, we finally have an official trailer for the public, which is really cool, which we'll talk about. There, there, there was a lot of Star Wars news, uh, including um, which actually happened outside of D twenty three, which was the actual uh, um, casting of 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 Ezra Bridger. Um, he has been officially cast. So, without further ado, let's let's jump into it. Uh, first things first, kind of kind of like alphabetical order. Andor, <laughs> uh, it's dropping next week. Um, well. Okay, Ray actually just correct me. It's dropping in like in a week and a half. And this is going to be really good. We are getting uh, a other breakthrough in live action, which is live action clones. Um, And the, and it's not, some of them are probably animated, but a lot of them are actually like armored, um, like with like real clothing and stuff and like an, an actual armor that people built, which is awesome, especially to the people in the 501st uh it's it's a dream come true and in the new trailer that it's dropped it actually does show uh a couple of new shots of clones and i think that um that with the clones that show up i think that will be a near the end of the clone wars or it might be near the end of the clone wars because i think we will have a flashback of uh of cassian as a child and and seeing the trauma and everything from the clone wars um how much clone wars do you think that we will see in andor i
4: would guess we're gonna see very tail end of clone wars very start of the empire
1: that makes sense and then
4: we're gonna real quick phase out of clone troopers and back into stormtroopers okay I don't think we would see them for more than outside of maybe a flashback outside of more than an episode.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah. I don't think it will weigh too heavy on the story outside of like what we would need to know for context for the current characters.
4: Mm -hmm.
5: Yeah, I agree. Cause I feel like it's going to be mostly based on like what's happening and like quote unquote current events for him versus like flashback stuff.
4: Yeah. I think we'll get set up in flashback, but that's it. Yeah. Like, oh, why is he in this fight since he was six years old? But so that's it. Right.
1: Yeah. Uh yeah. so I'm I'm very excited. The uh the first three episodes are dropping on September uh on September twenty first. Yes uh, they so, are. Yep. And it's crazy because all of us were at Celebration. We were also just talking about this a couple of months back. And and we saw the footage and everything for the first time there. And now we are getting closer to actually seeing it. And then D23 just happened. And there was a lot of news that that just dropped, not just for Star Wars, but for Disney, Marvel. And it was very, very cool to see. Uh, Something that... Uh, a bunch of us are excited about is we finally got a date on the bad batch season two unfortunately it is not this year um it got pushed back almost
5: it's like so close
1: yes (laughs) new
4: year
1: (laughs) Uh, which means there will be a lot of star wars happening uh next year because there is the bad batch there is jedi survivor there is skeleton crew ahsoka and mandalorian season three Mm -hmm. uh and then we're also getting indiana jones as well uh all 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 in that all in that year so that's very very exciting stuff um but for the uh for the bad batch i think it got pushed back maybe the, the I was hoping they would talk about it, but they really didn't. The reason why it got pushed back, in my opinion, is because of Andor got pushed back because mm-hmm. the Rings of Power and the House of the Dragon were happening mm-hmm. all on the same weekend. And yeah. then Andor was supposed to as well. And they didn't want to compete with it. I don't know if they were
5: Those are not hard scared. to compete
4: with. Right. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. And I think that's why they pushed it back. Um, but, yeah.
4: I, I would hazard entirely why it got pushed back. Because Ring, Rings of Power right now is the most expensive TV show in history, and or is the second most expensive TV show in history. Mm-hmm. So it's already got a really high bar to live up to because it's a popular character from one of the most popular Star Wars movies. And they're like, oh, we, we can't, huh? That's not going to work. We need to push it back. Push everything back.
1: Right. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, I
4: think it was entirely a uh, oh we don't want to compete, not that it's not ready.
1: All right. I was also hoping for, for a new trailer or something, but they they like briefly talked about it. They were just like, and finally, and finally we have a release date. It's gonna be happening on January fourth. Here you go. And then that was it. That's how they talked about it. I was like, wow, okay. And um uh and something that I'm excited for about that uh is that show the first season was so great and it built up the characters but what's going to be great about the second season is that these characters are established and now we can actually um move forward in the plot and it's a very dark timeline um as as andor is and there's going to be a lot of things that will be connected to the original trilogy in that show, as you know, like it ties into Order sixty six more, and we also see um, Shiv Palpatine himself uh, pop up mm-hmm. in the trailer as well. So there's going to be a lot that will be happening um, in that show, and I'm glad that we won't have to, you know, constantly focus on the story of uh of Omega kind of building up a story. I'm I'm, I'm excited to focus on the other characters, um, because I feel like at this point in the timeline i think omega's growth um has been established a lot and i think more growth will happen in the show but that that was like the main le- I, okay so christian actually you know why here's a question i ever asked you uh for season 1 mm-hmm. w- 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 what do you think the main theme was um the uh the like main like lesson uh of season 1 of bad batch i think the,
4: the main lesson of season 1 for bad batch is that as many victories as our heroes get, because of where this falls timeline-wise, the Empire always wins at the end. They can go through, they can, you know, blow up bases, they can go steal information, they can go rescue people, they can go save people who are like dissidents. They can go interfere, uh, you know, with Chams and Dula and the family. But regardless of what they do to step in, eventually the Empire is still going to come out on top. Because we know the Empire is going to be on top for 10 to 15 years story-wise it's not until yep. we start getting in towards the Kenobi period that things start teetering and we start to get a little more oh the empire is not unstoppable in terms of, like during the timeline especially because during you know end of start of bad is right at the end of clone wars everybody looks at the clone troopers as being like oh these are the people that brought stability to the galaxy and then you start to see that transition into the imperial dogmatic stormtrooper, where it's that we don't care that you've you know been on our side the entire time. Show us your identification or are going to be gunned down. Yeah. So season one is very much, it's going to be dark. It ends with the destruction of Kamino. It's going to be rough for our heroes. And season two has, it looks like a bit of a time jump based on the trailer. So we're gonna hopefully see more of a, them having established a separate identity from being just troopers or being just the bad batch. They'll have taken on a more smuggler scoundrel style like team basis.
1: Yeah, I, I, and and for some reason I, I don't know why, but I suspect that their ship might blow up at some point, and they might end up getting a new ship because it's ju- it's just bound to happen. Because I, I like I, I remember building the Razor Crest, and and I just got done building, it and I was like, "Oh, this is wonderful! This is great!" And then as soon as that episode um, came out of in Mandalorian season two, it just blew up, and I was like, "Wow, just another ship that I have to go and buy and wait for." Because <laughs> at the time we didn't know of what his new ship looked like, but of course we went and got it. But yeah, so uh, I. I am very excited. I'm very excited to explore um, more of that timeline because it's so critical and there's so much to talk about and so much to explore during it. So I'm hoping that we will uh, see more of that. Yeah. Uh, And I'm hoping that
5: now that we have the characters a little more fleshed out, we can explore more of like that transition Mm -hmm. from like Republic to Empire, because that's what I really wanted to see in season one, and I feel like it just kind of got like pushed under the rug with like Omega and like them basically being the Mandalorian and adopting a child. <laughs> Isn't so- that all Star Wars, bro? No, serious. I, no Star seriously, Wars just I,
4: found family with cool helmets. That's what it is. Very there you true. Go.
5: Very true. So I'm hoping we maybe get a little more into those things in season two. That's that's what I'm hoping for.
2: Yeah, I'd like that, but I also really want to know like why why they made Omega so different. Yeah. also,
5: I have a hard time
2: with her being
5: a um exact clone or a perfect replica or however they worded it when she is female yeah and blonde. So the D- the DNA <laughs> has been altered so it's not yeah. a perfect right because she's she's not a perfect clone. So that's that's what I'm having a hard time wrapping I, my head around because I don't get that.
4: I interpreted it as a not, as, like, it. she's unaltered in the sense that Boba was unaltered in the...
5: Like, age-wise? Aging process.
4: She's oh, okay. a perfect clone with, like, a natural mutation that happened during the phasing. Like, it might be that her and Boba are actually, like, they have to grow two at a time. So it might just be a case of, oh, that became the boy, that became the girl, for somehow. but.
5: She's like she's the only female that's ever, yeah. I guess that we that we know of. I guess I don't know if there were ever
4: in the book Brotherhood. There's a reference to a female clone commander.
2: Okay, and there is sister.
4: Oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. Is so
2: sister, the female clone commander.
5: I
4: believe or is so, Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: So, I, mean, I we
4: have more than I one. I'm guessing it's just an she's... uncommon thing.
5: Was she trans though? Yes.
4: Yes. Okay. I think
2: so. So, I mean, that could also be the case with Omega, but. Yeah.
4: Or it should just be the Kaminoans don't look at gender as being a thing. Maybe. Because you look at how Kaminoan physiology looks, and it's kind of like, are they just cloning each other with minor mutations constantly (laughs) to like reproduce?
2: Maybe.
5: Oh, Oh, is this your kid? Yeah, this is me,
4: (laughs) (laughs) 53.0.
2: And then also, she's blonde. Yeah. Yeah, but we see
4: and Cody I like
2: blonde and Rex is blonde. She, she well, they're old enough to dye their hair or was, bleach their hair.
1: Was Cody blonde? Cody, I, I missed Cody that.
4: Cody had like a blonde buzz uh, and. Yeah. Re- Revenge of the Sith. that man had light he hair. Died in Because
2: like some of the clones have different color hair but i mean they're adults are they they right are they dying it whereas like omega's pretty young so he would have to be bleaching her hair from a young age which wouldn't make sense yeah so she was probably born blonde
4: i'm guessing it's a she's as close to a perfect copy dna wise as they could maintain outside of boba
2: that Mm. could be
4: so it might be a if need be she can be a backup template
5: I still have questions. I need them to explain
4: yeah,
5: it. Answers, please. <laughs> I need, I need an explanation. <laughs> well,
2: I know when we first saw when the first image of Omega was released, a mm-hmm. lot of people like their first thought was Palpatine.
1: Yeah, because she had
2: the same hair. Well, yeah. so there's always a question yeah. of is <laughs> she does she have some Palpatine DNA in her? Because Palpatine. Oh. You know, messes with cloning and stuff. I don't know. That's just a wild shot in the
1: dark.
5: Well, then she's not a perfect clone of Boba, or excuse yeah, me, of Django.
1: Well, so so she, as my understanding was, she had the same DNA, like of like the fresh DNA from Django Fett. Mm-hmm. So be because of Boba's technically alpha, and then Omega's, you know, like Omega. Omega. right so boom like those were like the two um direct links and like actual like clones that had specific dna because i don't think omega will have that um will have the same aging of like the other clones. No. do no i think she will be very similar have that to... yeah yeah
4: yeah like, can She'll you be have
1: 30 plastic- when she's 30, not 60 when she's 30. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh and then besides the bad batch, we have the tales of the Jedi. And 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 they also dropped a trailer online that had Uh, A bunch of new shots that we've never seen before. I know our friend Hunter uh, was freaking out uh, about how they made the clones look more like they do in the movies, like just more kind of screen accurate and live action. Um,
4: It's it's a big difference. It's a big departure from their previous animation. Yeah. It is huge.
1: Uh, And I definitely saw Anakin and Obi-Wan had different haircuts. They Mm -hmm. looked a lot different. Uh, just
2: basically has shorter hair.
1: Obi Wan uh, got long
4: yeah. hair. Dare you?
1: But yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> they gave Obi Wan
4: no, the the Jedi mullet. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
5: we, we love to see it.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Master in the front, party in the back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, that's just
4: Jesus. Space Jesus. <laughs> Space. Exactly.
1: Jesus. Uh, and we also saw. Um. So as much as I am excited about of the ahsoka stories i'm very excited about all the stuff that they're doing with count dooku and qui gon Jinn because that's something we've never really seen um before on screen we've seen a lot of ahsoka's journey there are a lot of elements in the show that we haven't seen from ahsoka but there's going to be a lot um that we never seen with count dooku including young qui-gon-jin young mace windu yaddle uh in the Yaddle. trailer yeah. no n- no like seriously no,
2: i appearance. know i saw her in the trailer and i just stopped and i was like what
1: because <laughs> <laughs> of uh <laughs> right uh cuz cuz count dooku and yattle end up fighting and i'm thinking maybe near the uh like in the last episode i'm i'm just gonna um take a swing at this and guess but i'm thinking at the end Will end up being Count Dooku, like kind of dropping his lightsaber, or like yeah, actually, you know what? No, he would keep it. He would keep his lightsaber because he would turn his crystal red. But Leave his crystal, I, yeah. I think he will end up making a dramatic exit and being like, "I'm done with the with the Is Jedi there any Order." Other way you, like guys are corrupted. To
5: exit in a Star Wars show,
1: I I don't know. I mean, you're not wrong. There, the, the, the there was Ahsoka that that had her whole number as she was leaving the temple
2: i with including yaddle my question is is will we finally learn the name of their species
1: probably not i i i highly doubt it
2: i want (laughs) to know
1: well see that's the beautiful mystery though um uh and uh and and george lucas he he was very specific about not letting um the actual planet like origin of yoda and yaddle like come out at all uh because he'll
5: keep that though forever
1: (sighs) i mean kind of well if you back in the day when star
5: wars wasn't as big as it was i feel like that's kind of like a fun little thing but now that it's so big and there's so much stuff do you think that he's gonna really keep that well not the deathbed
2: confession well,
1: <laughs> here is here is the way I I see it is like there are certain characters that I love a lot of um that have a lot of mystery because if you go back and you watch um the original trilogy you have a bunch of those characters that have that mystery um like for example at the time there was Darth Vader uh, mm. no one really knew his his backstory until re turn of the Jedi and was like, Oh, okay. You know, he, 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 he was the Jedi and Skywalker, blah, blah, blah. And then we got his story and the prequels. And I think that was told well, but now you go and get the story of Boba Fett. You then have the book of Boba Fett and you answer that mystery of him surviving the Sarlacc pit. That's great. But then he's, he's changed. He's not the same character that we love and know. And that took the mystery away. For example, I bring this up a lot because I'm, I will always be shocked by this, but him and black Chris fighting, he like gets his like butt handed to him. Uh, he gets knocked out. They have a fight downstairs and the fight ends. And then Boba Fett walks down in a bathrobe.
5: Well, he kind of caught him off guard.
1: I like, don't care. It's, it's to, a man
5: versus a uh, Wookie. I just, that's not, and he was in a
2: like, back to tank. Exactly.
5: I just don't. make like,
4: up for the fact that Chris not wearing pants.
1: I just so put on a robe. I
2: mean, what do you expect the man to do? Get out of a fight with a Wookiee and just walk no, out? No, in his, no, in no, no. His underwear.
1: I think that he would have grabbed his armor and put it on and walked downstairs and well, we would have continued. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a bit where he's
4: being kitted up, and yeah. you can see it's not just a him throwing on himself. It's not a T-shirt. He needs, he needs uh, a, a handlers to help him in.
1: It's. It was just a bathrobe. <laughs> it, 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 it was just a bathrobe well, for would, me, man. Do you think like, he's oh. going
5: to take the time to throw his armor on when he's already been defeated? Like, just, I don't know.
1: If Kylo um, Ren
4: can wear joggers in The Rise of Skywalker, then Boba Fett can wear a bathrobe.
1: But he Let wasn't fighting comfy. anyone, though.
2: Wait, when does he wear joggers?
4: He's basically um, in joggers right at the very end. It yeah. looks
5: like I he's already running he wearing
4: his in joggers. Jeans. Joggers
2: like and the, the sweater.
4: Yeah, when he does the shirt, it was a
2: good, it was um, a good look. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it looks all like he kind of the wearing, wearing joggers so. in the um, in the shirtless scene in the <laughs> yeah, uh, probably a, probably the same pair. Yeah, the Last Jedi
4: pair with the high yes. waisted Cumberbend. Yes. <laughs>
1: uh, so uh, I am very excited about um uh, about the show uh because we are diving deeper more into that into that prequel era. Uh, and that's always a fun place to go because a bunch of us here are Clone Wars fans, and it's and that's to me just seeing more Ahsoka, seeing more Qui Gon, and the fact that Lee Meeson is coming back and and actually voicing him, including his son as well. It's it, so apparently yeah, it's, it's going to be a mix of his voice and his son's voice because apparently young his Qui-Gon. son was oh, also a
4: physical reference for what young Qui Gon should have looked like. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Is cool. Liam Mason son is like
1: a spitting image of
4: Liam Neeson. It's like a young man, yeah. like spitting image.
2: I would like to make the note that the voice of Count Dooku sounds exactly like Alan Rickman, and I'm not mad about it. <laughs> oh, Snape I'm going to have to go back Snape. and listen now.
1: Severus as- Snape. Dumbledore. <laughs> as, soon
2: as, as soon as his voice came on in the trailer, I was like, is that... Is that Alan Rickman? <laughs>
4: that's, um, <impossible. laughs> that's not possible.
1: He is the same actor that voiced him in the Clone Wars, and has yeah. pretty much voiced him throughout every Star Wars mm-hmm. game since like the early two thousands.
4: <laughs> yeah, uh, he, that but, man is Dooku.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Also, uh,
2: um, I do want to say I'm a little sad, uh, that the trailer one of the opening shots is Padme's funeral. Yeah. Yeah. Also, when they're quick, when they're quick cutting a lot of different scenes, you see Ahsoka in the procession.
1: Yes. Yeah.
2: So she was at Padme's funeral, oh. and that leads me. Well, first of all, the emotions from that alone. Second of all, Sabe was also <laughs> there. So give us animated handmaidens, Dave.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Look, Dave. Oh, Dave boy. will give you animated handmaidens as soon as he can figure out a way to tie them into an Order sixty six montage. Of yeah. course, <laughs>
1: and uh, and uh, and does. right. And then on top of that, you just have to throw some like just in the background some Max Rebo music, and then boom, perfect. Yeah. You Here know, we if we get
2: <laughs> handmaidens, I will. I will allow all the Max Rebo in there.
1: Oh care. man, but- I will still not get over the fact. That they had Max Rebo at um at the Mandalorian experience because I I I remember walking in and that was the first thing that I went to around that corner uh and, and and it was on a live stream. Did uh you get the chance to go, Christian? I never got a chance to make it. Oh, up. bro,
5: oh, bummer. Yeah.
1: You missed the glory, bro. I was crying, <laughs> man. I walked in. I I I was so happy. I was like, this this is life. This is what it's about, bro. I'm just kidding, but uh. Uh, but yeah, so that will come out on October 26th. All six episodes are dropping. Uh, the actual length of the episodes haven't, they have been, um, um, uh, they've not been said exactly, uh, but James was at the Tales of the Jedi panel uh, in, in Anaheim at Celebration when it was happening, and he actually saw the first episode. And he said that, it dived deep into the lore of Ahsoka and mm-hmm. and her um and her her kin and just the planet and everything. I and, everything. and I think that's exciting, especially for all Ahsoka fans, uh, mm-hmm. and, and and including my wife because she's obsessed with Ahsoka. Which
2: yes, I am. I am going to take a the chance to plug uh, EK Johnson's Ahsoka novel. I have yet yes. to read it myself. But I apparently, uh, there is a scene in the show from the book, and I think I know which one it is. Because we, it one
5: as is. it was playing, I literally saw it and I was like, whoa, whoa, "Whoa, back that up!" I was like, "Back that up, hang on." Yeah, I, was like, I think I know what that is. EK Johnson
2: posted a frame uh, of it, and with just a bunch of exclamation points, and my friends were like, "Yeah, that scene happens in the book, oh, so I'm it's so her excited. scene. So definitely need to read that before I watch the show." I read
5: that book in one day.
4: It's it's a very quick read. It's also a very good read.
5: Yes, it was so good. Yeah. Ten out of
4: ten. Do recommend.
1: There you go. I man, yeah, no, there there was a lot, um, and it kind of reminded me of, of of like all the news that dropped at uh, at D twenty three for all the Star Wars stuff. It was very similar to what we got a celebration, but then they showed a tiny bit more than what we've never seen. For example, they talked about the skeleton crew and and Jude Law showed up and we actually got our our, our first look at his character what and they a gave us man. they <laughs> gave us more of a description of what the show will be about. Which uh,
2: I for some reason thought it was animated.
1: No. I don't know why. Live action, uh, My well, impression
4: was also animated at the beginning when they well, talked about it at the
1: Yes, so this this was the concept art that was shown, uh, um, that was shown to us, uh, and yes. in, in Anaheim. And what the show is, and they kind of talked about it more. Um, the show is about these kids that, that get lost in the Star Wars galaxy. Uh, We don't know anything about Jude Law's character. We only know that the person directing uh, the actual show is John Watts, who made all of the new MCU Spider-Man movies. And if you like those, then you will probably like uh, the skeleton crew. Now, what a lot of people are um, saying is they're hoping that skeleton crew will be very similar to stranger things. And it will have that vibe of that dark vibe just because there's kids in it doesn't mean it's going to be a kid's show. Um, And they actually did say that celebration, celebration, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's very exciting because I've been wanting a show that will have um, like in the stars universe that will have that kind of same, 80s vibe that we've gotten from you know other retro shows like Stranger Things and I would like to sit back and just it feels like you're putting in an old 80s um, VHS and and you, and you're sitting there and watching it like I want that vibe for the show but I also want that serious tone as well and I'm hoping that we get that with Skeleton Crew um, I and John Favreau and uh, Dave Filoni are um, are our consultants uh, for yeah, the show. Producers. Yeah, and I I think it will be a hit. I've got faith in those guys. They have really not they have not straight us away so far. Uh, mm-hmm. And speaking of um, them, they also dropped new footage uh, for The Mandalorian. Some of it is very similar to what we got at Celebration, and there are shots that I definitely recognized from the trailer. Uh, But there was also a couple of new shots as well. Um, uh, And I'm very excited for it. It looks like it got pushed back to spring of next year. It it sounds like a lot of the shows are coming out in spring. Um, The the original date for the Mandalorian was supposed to be like in February but now it sounds mm-hmm. like it might have got pushed back to March. I think it might happen right before uh Star Celebration next year because Star Celebration is happening in April again. Yeah. Um uh all the way back to the original date that they did for uh Sh- chicago so i'm i'm very hopeful that it doesn't get pushed back i hope bad Batch doesn't get push get pushed back again they did not talk about uh jedi survivor at all either I, I i wanted to bring that up because that's also coming out in uh in the spring as well they had their first games panel and the only thing they talked about was the lego star wars game and how they're adding new DLCs, which is just character DLCs. So it's like Clone Wars, Rebels, uh, the, from the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. That game is incredible, by the way. That has a lot of free roam. And and there's a 30-minute mission where you have to bring Max Rebo from Tatooine all the way to Naboo so he doesn't m- miss his concert. It's pretty cool. I would definitely <laughs> play it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, no. Really? I, yeah. Yeah. That that was the first side mission i did i i, I uh people kept telling me well, about. well that it. doesn't like, surprise me my <laughs> <"Wow."> surprise <laughs> yeah well it was so cool man like it was awesome uh because you will start out java's palace and then you have to fight your way to a transport and you like have to fight your way through the through the dune sea and you've got thugs coming after you and it's like this is great i am i am protecting one of the most legendary characters in star wars right now on it, it, was, it was fun it was a good time but uh i
5: liking you know, a job so much you have to literally fight for your life to get there i can't <laughs> yeah i
2: was gonna say being attacked like that me. seems a little <laughs> extreme but okay
1: <laughs> hey uh no wait wait um i think the plot was what the uh the uh plot was that a a rival band hired um hired different mercenaries and bounty hunters to like stop him so then that way if he got killed or something then they would take over that spot at the concert.
4: Imagine being so <laughs> desperate for a concert slot that you would murder your competition. That's pretty cutthroat. Wow. That it feels like an open
1: That's, that's like
5: showbiz, baby. <laughs> Is it uh, a soap yeah. opera?
4: Probably. <laughs>
1: yeah. no. I, I mean, hey, that was just a side mission in a Lego game, so uh, imagine all the other wow. side missions they have, and they're very detailed too, by the way. Um, but that will be uh, dropping this winter for all of the DLCs for for Lego Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. Uh, but back to Mando, they they showed the actual dome of of the main city on Mandalore, and I'm. I'm very excited but I'm afraid cuz it seems like there's a lot of a lot of things that are going to happen and I feel like the stakes are higher than ever. Um I think that Pocahontas is on that level of where she she really wants that sword. Like she really wants the dark saber. And I think she wants to win it the right way. Do you guys think that they will end up like fighting for it or do you think that um that Manda will be just like, dude, have it. I want nothing to do with it. Just take it.
5: I don't well, think we she know will... he wants nothing to do with it. Yeah.
2: yeah. I don't know that she would take it. Um just by the way she looked when she saw him holding it.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but she also has a very unhinged vibe, even from like the Clone Wars. Every time I saw her, she just had like sort of like unhinged feral energy yeah so i don't know she seems kind of unpredictable and i like that she's hard to read
4: one thing that Very i got much so from Sorry. the newest trailer compared to when we saw it, uh at celebration was it feels like there's gonna be actual conflict between the bokatan mandalorian loyalists and the covert style mandalorians
1: Yes.
4: Initially, it looked like, oh, it's just Din being hunted by both factions. No, it, it looks like it's both factions pitting against each other. And then so, just, so Din's just caught in the middle.
1: <laughs> okay, so you were thinking there would be a other Mandalorian Civil War? Is,
4: if not full-on Civil War, definitely a attempt by the Armorer yeah. and Paz to undermine bo
1: uh, and and we actually also got a uh, shot of it wasn't it wasn't it was not babu Frick it was a species but it is confirmed that we are getting babu Frick in Mandalorian season three uh and it he's showed a friend. um what
4: he's my oldest friend I've done him for 30 minutes
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh and we see a shipyard that looks like Corellia. There's a chance that we might be going back to Corellia, which would be super cool. That'd be cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, are we hoping to see any main, like any of the main trio from from the original trilogy, like Anakin, and Ana- oh, no. um, uh, uh Luke, Leia, or I- Luke. Le- Han, I'd be
4: I okay with a him. reference to him. I don't want to see him.
1: Okay.
5: Agreed, I yeah. Think this Luke is not their most story to see,
4: yeah. Even then, I, I hope they keep agree. it minimally,
5: yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, it's hope- not their story. Yeah. I, don't, I don't, I don't want to,
1: yeah. uh, okay, okay, fine. Well, here, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna ask the question again What about Ahsoka? Do I mean, we, do we want to see... Up everything? Oh, okay, all
4: right. I, cool. I want. <laughs> I want Luke to make an appearance in Ahsoka. I don't yes. want him to have a sustained part of it.
1: I want to see him talk to Force Ghost Hayden. I think that will bring everything mm-hmm. full circle um, because we just got that in a, in a new book that came out. And mm-hmm. the entire time that I was reading it, I was just love of, of that part in the book. I was just like, I want this. In live action, I want Luke to communicate with Anakin. I I I think of Ahsoka, Anakin, and Luke were talking, and maybe there was R two in the background or something like that. Would be it for me, and um, because that's something that has been dreamed about for me ever since Return of the Jedi came out. I remember watching that and seeing just being like, I want them to talk. I want them to have a conversation. I want, I want Anakin to. Um, be stole him some wisdom. Um, yeah, yeah so
2: I really want to know, like, for the Ahsoka show, I really want to find out how Ahsoka and Luke met.
5: Yeah, I hope they talk about that.
4: I think they will. Uh, yeah. that'd be a good thing to get cleared up.
1: I think they will because I think Ahsoka will fill in a lot of those um gaps that were not shown uh in uh in her first appearance in live action because we just saw her on the planet and we we're like oh, okay but i think what ahsoka is going to do is it will fill in the gaps from that time that she left the um the uh world between worlds and rebels and through the events of from there from return of the jedi to the present timeline in mandalorian i think they will talk about that i would be surprised if they didn't because there is a lot of big time gap where in rebels it was she got pulled out of world between worlds and then you go to near the end of return of the jedi and she shows up as uh Soka the white like gandalf and and she has a staff she's a white cloak and it's like that's great and cool but Where have you been? What's going on? Like, what's the story? I I I know you're you're about to go see Ezra, but yeah, we need some details. So I think they will talk about it,
4: especially because she's been around them for the entire period that Luke was with the rebellion. Yeah, are you telling me that the Padawan of Anakin Skywalker is not going to go out of her way to go meet the son of her master? Right, just to be like, are you anything like him? Oh no, you're way more level headed. Okay. What do you mean spinning is not a thing you do? What
2: <laughs> but, um uh, before before moving on to Ahsoka, um, I do want to say I'm loving the uh, upgrade that Bo Katan got in um this trailer. Uh her hair looks phenomenally
4: that's better. A nice wig
2: compared to <laughs> um the like it looks a lot more like Clone Wars. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. also but,
4: feels less Lego piece.
2: Yeah. Um, I do want to ask this question, um, because she's going to be in the show. It might come up. Who's to say? But I really want to know. Are we ever going to find out who Corky's mom is? Because it's your nephew. Right? Right. Yes. which would imply that Bo is his mom. But there's nothing else confirming that. So uh, there's either a third sister or Satine's his
4: mom. It could also have been a brother. Oh.
2: We, yeah, mm-hmm. but we don't know of any brothers.
4: Right. We the only know a, of
2: those two sisters.
4: We, we don't know if they're the only Kree siblings to have survived that civil war, though.
2: I want to know. It
4: could, it could be that. I, I mean, know. personally, I make Quirky Kenobi believe it, but you know.
2: Same, mm-hmm. same. <laughs>
4: because there's just the a few too many similarities. Looks don't lie.
1: Here's my thing ginger. with that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So here's my thing with that, though. If that ends up being the case and everything, that's great. But at the same time, do you think that kind of defeats the purpose of? Um, of Obi Wan trying to set that example, like he was telling Anakin not to go down the same path like that that he almost went down, like with Padme, mm-hmm. and then if he ends up being the father of Corgi, which I don't know if they would drop that bombshell no. like just randomly in season three. No, Amanda. I don't know that the,
2: that bombshell would be dropped. I think how we would find out would be. Bo making some sort of comment about her family, um, or referring to her sister, or if she has any other siblings. Yeah, because if it if she makes a note that it was it's just her and her sister, and that's that's her family, then we have the answer.
4: That okay. said, there's something I've been thinking about a lot in terms of how Mandalorian culture works because they talk about Din and Grogu being a family, a clan of two. You are as yeah. his father. Uh, one of the things that I've been thinking about is because Mandalore works off a clan basis and you can be adopted into families and clans, it mm. could be that the term auntie for Satine used by Porky is like a familial honorific that we have. Like, you know, I have uncles and aunts that are in no way related to me by blood. Yeah, so yeah. So it could just be a similar kind of honorific older female, not my mother. I'd
2: just, to- I'd just like some sort of answer on that (laughs) because like i i feel like it it's there's enough there that could like even if it's just like oh he's adopted which would make a lot of sense sense. too i just really would like to know
1: (laughs) see now now i feel like if dave filoni was here he would just try and change the subject as much as possible. 100%.
4: That's what he does every time, though.
1: Right, right. But but with him changing the subject, that would answer the question right there. It would be like, okay, so it's true then. Um, uh, because of I, I definitely see both sides. It's very interesting why they never really said that, like, of what his actual origin is. Um, and it would have been cool to maybe them talk about that in, in the Kenobi series. If they yeah. end up doing season two, boom, there you go, I guess. There's it's, a
4: plot point right there. I think yeah. it's also entirely a thing where Dave introduced this along the same lines of why Satine, or Sabine has different armor every season of Rebels, and that's just to mess with the fans. <laughs> like, he explicitly said that the only reason why he changed uh, Sabine's costume in every season was just to mess with the cosplayers.
2: <laughs> that tracks. That, that tracks.
0: tracks. The
2: tracks. Um, shoot, there al- there's also something else I was going to say based around that. Shoot. Come back to me when I get that train of thought back on track. All
1: right. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, so we get this shot uh, from, uh, from the Ahsoka series, which honestly, I think what's going to happen is some point during the show or maybe right in the beginning of the show will be exactly where they left off at the series finale of star Wars rebels. And we already got, um, live action, uh, the, uh, like live action Ezra that that was announced. It's not the same actor, uh, that was, um, that played live action, Aladdin. A lot of people thought that, but it's not, um, it's not him unfortunately they actually chose uh they they actually chose someone else um his name is i'm gonna try my best to pronounce this uh himan S. fondy um and he he is a indie actor so he hasn't done that many big projects um mm-hmm. and i'm i'm very hopeful it's him. There you go. Um, he looks great. He looks like him. No, oh, yeah. He
5: looks like him. Like, I saw the picture and I was like, holy smokes. Like, I looked him up too to try to see if I'd seen him in anything. And it actually came up that he was a director. Like, that's what his little thing said on yeah. Google, but didn't have too much listed under it. But he looks s-
4: spot on.
1: I'm, I'm yeah.
0: a
4: little heartbroken. That's not Roald Coley. But...
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> that. That that was a huge campaign during the um during twenty twenty because I I remember the scene that everywhere I went and then on social media and then he then he started posting it too. Yeah um j- just to kind of get that ball rolling. But I think they made a great choice. I'm still hoping that um that uh they stick with the same actor that played Thrawn. Um, and yes,
4: Lars Mikkelsen.
1: oh my gosh, hands down, fantastic actor, like he, his, oh yeah. my gosh, dude, like they, they, they have to keep him for live action because he voiced Thrawn in such a beautiful and dark, scary way that I couldn't imagine anyone else like voicing Thrawn or playing Thrawn. Like it was done so well.
4: It's it's also like Thrawn is described in a lot of the books and a lot of the comics as being like, you know, chess are humanoid, but they're slightly like bigger and like better than human yeah. in a lot of different regards. Um, Lars Mjolson is something like six four, six five. The man is yeah. tall.
1: Yeah. Um, if well, the last
4: name is familiar. It's because his brother is uh, Mesh Migleson who played. Grindelwald in the new Fantastic Beasts. And And he also played Galen Arso. And he played Galen Arso. Yep. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, no, I... Oh, man.
4: He'd be perfect for it. Just blue makeup, black wig, done.
1: Yeah. Do do not forget the scary big red eyes either.
2: Um, so I just Googled his name because I was curious if he was the one who was in Sherlock. Um... Under movies and TV shows, Ahsoka is like one of the top ones that pops up for what he stars in.
1: Yeah, well, and we well it's, it's confirmed, though. that so it was last year. Well, yeah, I think it was last year. Uh, Roseario Dawson went on social media and said, "Congratulations to um to a couple of people for joining the Ahsoka team," and then she took it down later. But he was on there. Including um, the actor from uh, from live action Aladdin,
4: mm-hmm.
1: yeah.
2: Hmm. Weird. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I mean, yep. it, could, so, it, could, it could entirely have it where he's voicing Thrawn, and then they have another person for
1: see. I I wanted that for Ahsoka. I really wanted that because Ashley Eckstein has such an iconic voice. Like she is Ahsoka. So. As much as I love Rosara Dawson, when I first saw her up there, I was kind of skeptical because I was like, Ashley Eckstein is Ahsoka. Like, th- that was her to me. But then after seeing her come up a couple of more times as Ahsoka Tano, as like for Rosara Dawson, I saw it and I accepted it. And I do enjoy her as, as Ahsoka. Um, but if they did that for, I mean, because I, to me, I think when once we saw um, Katie Sackoff come back as mm-hmm. as Boca 10, to me that was like, all right, cool. We're we're definitely gonna get Ashley Eckstein, and then we didn't, and I was like, oh man, and I'll be I'll be disappointed. It, it, if it's not M- M- Mickelson, Mars. because yeah, because yeah, of he's that. That voice is so iconic to Thrawn. Like it's so iconic to that character. And if you bring on some other guy to do that, to me, it's it's not going to work. Like, yeah. I mean, his his voice is so precise and um, and it's very unique. And it's, I think, yeah, I don't know. His,
4: his voice is iconic enough to win in the Thrawn audiobooks. The person who's recording the audiobooks is doing an impression of him.
1: Yeah. It's like no dude.
4: Which by the way, to anyone listening and watching, if you haven't read the thrawn series, go read the Thrawn series. It's yeah. amazing.
1: Um, I think you saw someone at uh at Dra- Dragon Con. Um they uh they did the costume uh was it was it Elliot or something? Um who no, no, it, it wasn't you. It, it was someone else who um forgive me because I, I i i haven't read the legends one a while but mm-hmm. he like had an officer he like had a snake thing um
4: oh yeah there was one of them walking around uh, yeah. yeah
1: i i can't think of his name but i saw a picture and i was like oh that that's super cool because no one does that costume at all yeah but uh d- do we think we'll be seeing more stuff from legends pop up uh in some of these new projects i like, hope so yeah i'm hoping for dash rendar i'm i'm putting all my cards on the table for that character i love <laughs> him shadows of the empire was amazing i i i loved that game i love that character i love a ship on and and the fact that that same type of ship showed up in in star wars rebels i freaked sure. out because i was like i love the outrider it's very similar to the millennium falcon it was also made on Corellia, but it's it's so cool bro like i i man i would love to see that ship live action. i think
4: the the big thing is anything that they do in legends they try to bring in they have to find a way to cohesively bring it in right and it's very hard to do that with a lot of legends content because we start getting conflicting origins on characters because a lot of legends content doesn't tie into other legends content
1: I could see it happening uh, in the skeleton crew because if you think about it, you know they are getting lost in the galaxy they're exploring it yeah. um, and they will probably run into you know some 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 type of trouble and like scum and scoundrels and stuff that would be a, a great thing to um, a great person to introduce and then actually to think about it, I don't think they announced who Jude Law's character is of what his name is or anything.
4: No, we just know it's Jude Law.
1: Right. He's playing uh, himself.
4: Yeah. He's playing Dumbledore, you didn't know?
1: Yeah.
4: because yeah. he, he's hopping through Worlds. Ooh. Yeah. He got bored at Hogwarts. Don't blame him.
1: Yeah. So yeah, no, we'll uh We'll have to see. I'm excited. Yeah. There's a lot uh, of
4: promising Star Wars content coming.
1: Yes, and including at the parks, uh Christian will be able to experience this. Um, yes, I will. Very soon. Uh Din, Jarn, and Grogu are gonna be coming to the parks this November um over at Disneyland. Uh not Disney World, Disneyland. Uh and they they finally showed him at D twenty three. He looks great. Um I think Grogu is gonna be the main thing that blows people away.
4: Yes, because that is a animatronic.
1: Oh
2: my gosh.
1: Yeah, yeah
4: it it's head turns he blinks he reacts to audio. Now is that going
2: to be somebody else puppeting him and or is it so, going to be the din
1: uh, I'm so I would
2: almost were, my guess is it's going
5: to be well, I don't I, know I guess I, my I, guess is it's going to be the din actor because He'll want him to react to, like, what he's saying and what's going on around him.
1: At the same time, I think it's going to be something that Chris and I are actually um, used to seeing, including Ray, which is um, every time there is a R2 unit, there's always someone usually, you know, kind of behind them using a controller.
4: Yeah, 10, 15 feet away
1: there could be someone yeah there there could be someone that will follow mando um that will kind of blend in with the crowd and then he'll probably be like you know controlling like the movements because it's going to be hard for the actor um yeah uh in that costume to do that uh that would be a very hard thing to do in multitasking and and yeah it'd
2: be hard to keep track of interacting with guests yourself and having an yeah. animatronic interact as well. I,
1: I would probably guess
4: that the voice lines or any sounds that come from Grogu will be tied to whatever voice lines that the sound glove for the actor will be using.
0: Right. Uh, and then
4: it's just a puppeteer controlling the, the yeah. actual Grogu.
2: Now, my question is, because Batuu currently takes place between episodes eight and nine, so are they changing that in Disneyland?
1: Um what they've been doing now is they've been having boba and Fennec strictly stay in the marketplace area yeah. they 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 don't go in the falcon um courtyard they don't go um in the first order courtyard or anything mm-hmm. they they specifically stay next to um the to the area. yes yeah.
2: uh, so they're kind of doing it like uh magic kingdom does where, like, each princess kind of has their own area. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. That kind of yeah. thing. Uh, because it would be weird to see Mando and Boba and all of them walk, like, right next to the Falcon. Yeah. It, 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 from, it, oh, it, there's it
4: would, there's Ray talking to Yeah. It, what? <laughs>
1: it, it would definitely throw things off. Now, Chewie could definitely end up, like, running in, into them at some point because even though we haven't seen it in the timeline, we've never seen these characters on this planet. So anything is possible, but you would never see Kylo Ren, you know, interact with Mando or like yeah. anything like that. Like that would never happen, but Chewie could definitely do it because he was alive during that. Um, like during that Mandalorian timeline, uh, because it's taken place during that 30 year gap from return of the Jedi to the force awakens. So yeah. I could definitely see Chewie and them like running into each other at some point. Will it happen? Probably not anytime soon, but they could definitely do it if they wanted to.
4: I I could also possibly see because Batsu East and Disney World has Star Cruiser. The Star yes. Cruiser really ties Batsu East into that time period. They, I don't think they'd ever permanently change it, but I could see them doing periods of time where they have different eras black spire in disneyland yeah yeah
1: yeah
4: because because black spire exists in the thrawn books from the clone wars all the way through the empire we know it exists yep. during the sequel trilogy so it's entirely possible they could do like just a period of a couple weeks where it's like oh instead of first order stormtroopers it's the normal stormtroopers and instead of kylo Ren, it's darth vader running around and we'll just I have everyone to ignore the fact that it's the wrong ships and the wrong flags and the wrong everything else
1: yeah uh, i i I'm, I'm I'm very excited for um, for what's to come. I was hoping for some type of expansion announcement. Uh, there was not. They have the room for it. I'm really curious of what Galaxy's Edge is going to be like in the next couple of years. Uh, yeah. uh, especially if they're not really doing anything with the sequels. Will they end up changing things? Will they end up adding things that will kind of age out the sequels? That's that's what what I'm thinking,
4: because so much of the content we see coming forward from Disney either takes place just before the original trilogy or takes place in that gray zone between the fall of the Empire and the start of the First Order. So it's entirely possible that they might change up the park within a couple of years. I don't know what they do. I don't Um,
2: think there's a need to, um, like you had said like throw it back and bring like Darth Vader into yeah. plateau because in Hollywood studios there are like Star Wars areas right where we those have characters could life, hang uh, out. Yeah. So they could bring those characters to the park without having them be in Galaxy's Edge.
1: Yeah. Yes. We'll have to wait and see. I uh, I am I'm hoping that eventually they add some stuff in the Mandalorian and all these other shows to Star Tours because I think Star Tours deserves more. Um, yeah, Star Tours yes. can be
4: constantly updated like that. Yeah. Yes,
1: and I they, wish Star
4: Tours would stop hopping me through different time periods <laughs> during the same ride. But
1: <laughs> I think they've gotten a lot better at that because these past couple of times I went on, it it, it would either stick. During that prequel, like um, timeline era, or-, or yeah, yeah, of that era, or it would jump from the original trilogy to the sequel, like where it would just stay in its own lane. Yeah. And I, I don't know if it's because a lot of people have been like, that ride's not canon. You like can't jump from the Battle of Haunt all the way to the Battle of Coruscant. That's not how that works. Uh, so yeah. I could definitely like see them where like they're trying to get kind of dial back on that uh but i think seeing more stuff in the mandalorian and the book of boba fett and obi-wan uh, maybe even from the skeleton crew and, yeah. and rogue one like i'll just kind of put that in um in star tours because there's so many more new places and planets to see and i think as great as all the iconic you know planets are all the planets that have been introduced through all these shows and and other movies would be very very cool mm-hmm. yeah
4: I, I've had a hunch, because I remember correctly, on the Galaxy's Edge plans when they were first talking about building the park, there was supposed to be a large sit-down restaurant with reservations in Batuu somewhere. And they wound up dropping it, but the area is still present for them to build into it. And I'm really hoping that they like kind of take, oh, well, we have all this stuff from The Mandalorian book of Boba Fett. So let's just build like a sit down area that feels kind of like, you know, you know, like an expansion on the cantina or if it feels more like Garza's like, you know, like luxury den. Okay. Cause I think that'd be, it be one, a one way for them to make more money, which I know Disney is always in favor for. Um, but also would allow people to spend even more time and money in galaxy's edge.
2: Plus, so you could have Max Rebo performing.
4: Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. We got, we got DJ Rex in the canteen. As long we as Rebo
2: as long as the puppet or animatronic that they have for Max looks more like the original and less like the Book of Boba Fett one, because the Book of Boba Fett one is a little creepy.
1: But it's, it's still Max Rebo.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. Sure. and 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 the other condition is like I have to be the one that's operating. Obviously. Okay. Yeah. Like I would do that and un, until the day I die. Like
2: you get to do that and I get to be Sabe.
1: Boom. There you go. Figured it out. There you go.
2: Hi, Making guys. dreams
1: Our come ways. true. <laughs> there you go. But uh, uh but yeah, no, that um that was the main stuff about Star Wars. We never really got anything about again, nothing about Jedi Survivor, unfortunately nothing with the games like no really new like projects do you like main taker from i mean most of the time at d23 i feel like the main like the main panels that always end up making the most impact is marvel uh and to, to be honest i think disney outdid marvel this year they they dropped a lot of stuff um more than marvel Uh, and and Star Wars, and they actually, like, their, like, Parks panel was almost two hours long. That was a long panel. Uh, And they also um, dropped a bunch of uh, new projects of of remakes and everything, Um, and Lucasfilm is doing that as well with Indiana Jones 5. And they haven't said the title yet, I'm here's my take on it. I don't think they're going to give them a title. I, yeah. uh, yeah, I don't think they're going to give them a title. I think they're just going to leave an Indiana, Indiana Jones five as Indiana Jones. Uh, and that honestly makes the most, um, sense, uh, to me because it's closing up the story. Um, I won't really spoil like the full trailer that they dropped at D 23. Uh, but, uh, there is, it's very re- reminiscent to Raiders of the Lost Ark, and he actually does talk to Sala um, from Raiders of the Lost Ark and The Last Crusade, which is wonderful because I love that character so much, and I'm glad that he's coming back. I'm pro um, anything
4: with John Rhys Davies in
1: it. I, I know, dude. I know. So I'm, I'm, I'm beyond pumped for that. And I am very uh, hopeful for the movie. There's been a lot of rumors that there's gonna be time travel in it. Uh but we'll we'll have to wait and see for that. Uh that will uh debut June twenty-third of of twenty twenty three of next year. So very exciting stuff uh, about that. And this is Harrison Ford's last one. Um he said after this he's done, he's he's not coming back for more. Uh, but I mean it's old.
4: He's got planes to not land properly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <sighs> yes. yo what up i'm invading your podcast hey yes yes you from, are from the marvel stuff pod letting you finish in your point but you know yeah
1: uh we have one more thing be before we dive into some of those marvel announcements which is sure, willow um have any of you besides brooks seen the uh the original movie
4: a long time ago absolutely okay.
1: not
2: never okay. even heard of it until celebration <sighs>
1: so good it's um it was a movie that was made um that was created by george lucas and ron howard um shortly after uh star wars came out and the special effects that they that they used for it over at in industrial light and magic was incredible and it was groundbreaking and it was never seen in a film before and um and the story was Pretty decent. It stars Warwick Davis, um, who played Wicket. Um, uh, he played Professor F- Flitwick um, in, in the Harry Potter series, uh, and, uh, and but his second role ever was in Willow, and he was the main character. And now that he's back, there are some uh, s- some actors that you know from it. Uh, there is Tony Ravallori, um from from the new Spider Man movies he played uh um Flash Thompson. Um mm-hmm. and, also in uh, the
3: servant on Apple T V. It's pretty fun
1: on that show. Uh and then you have Aaron Kellyman uh who played H- Hidden Nest uh in solo and then she also um help me out Josh she was the character and um Falcon and the Pointer Soldier Carly, yeah. yes, her, yeah, okay. Uh,
3: okay, the first Marvel question, right? I'm just gonna check, Mark. <laughs> Allen.
1: But that was like the main Star Wars news. Now we are gonna dive into um, Willows
3: related the... to Star Wars. Is it or is it just George Lucas project? It's Lucas. No. Um, it's Lucas. and okay. yes. Yeah. Heard, I'm cool. Yeah. I just didn't know if they were like, yeah. Well, actually, the Mandalorian's <laughs> gonna show up, so watch <laughs> out for that. Yeah. No. No. Who's no. to say? Um,
4: that's uh, true. <sighs> no, will be a Mandalorian esque uh, character. It's like a guy it. in a shiny bucket that doesn't take it off.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. Um, but diving into the Marvel news, there there was not that much that was. Um, some some of it was new, and then some of it was um, very similar to what we had at San, San Diego Comic Con, except they just kind of they gave us more news about it.
3: They tossed some more stuff in there, too, where, I mean, everyone was like, where did Armor Wars go at uh, Comic-Con? And then they're like, yeah, we brought it up at D23. It's a little bit further down the line than they had expected. Uh, we got our first look at the Werewolf by Night thing, which I'm actually pretty excited for, seeing Marvel venture into the horror genre. So that's going to be kind of cool. Outside Again. of the Multiverse of Madness, <laughs> exactly.
0: yeah.
3: Yeah, that one—that one's more fringe, I would say. This one seems like it's going to be, you know, full. I mean, of the the Blade Monster Man exists, so that's true. That's not <laughs> Disney Marvel, it will be
4: though. It will be. I'm excited for that. I can't wait to have them try to clean up Blades, you know, iconic catch.
3: I hope uh, they don't. I hope that he gets. <laughs> I hope he gets to keep the rated R. I hope he gets like grandfathered into uh, being able to say whatever he wants.
1: I think they will. I um. I, I think because they are adding Deadpool, I, I think Blade will not be held back. I don't think Daredevil will be held back. I think Dare when when he shows up in She Hulk, I think his character will be kind of PG'd down.
0: Um, he's just gonna be less like brutal, King man. He's yeah.
3: not he's not known for like swearing all the time anyway. I no, mean he does here and blood. there. It's 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 more of the blood thing that they'll probably have to tone <laughs> yeah. down Yeah. I don't foresee him taking out an army of hand soldiers in this show. Anyway, it's going to be a quick cameo where we get to yeah. like, say what's up and then move on.
1: Yeah. Uh, I anything, it'll I, be
4: the Deadpools that got toned down.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. so here's, here's my thing about it. Kevin Feige already stated that, that they will not be changing the rating for Deadpool. That will stay rated R. Uh, and they were actually hoping they were, that they would be able to bring more rated R stuff to kind of keep some of the audiences in, which I think they're hinting at that because they want to bring back in. Well, um, they're,
3: they're graduating to that point. That's why they added yeah. Deadpool and Logan and other rated yeah. R projects to Disney plus. I think they're starting to try and get people used to the idea of them. moving yeah. Forward. They're, they're like, Hey, this isn't just for kids type of thing.
1: They, I, I, and. And honestly, I think they want to bring back most of the Defender characters back, especially the Punisher. Um, That character was amazing. His show was fantastic. I think putting him in the MCU with characters like US Agent and um and and the yeah. Thunderbolts. I, I think that would be so Me cool. and Coach have cool. talked about We've this on
3: <laughs> on the podcast before that it's just yeah. funny to think that John Barenthal's Punisher is gonna be in the same universe as like Ms. Marvel. <laughs> it just <laughs> feels weird. It's like, huh? So that was in a high school gym where they had some home alone antics and then we get to see just mass murder caused yeah. by cancel the, the one man army.
1: That is that is the Punisher. Um, how do we like the lineup for Thunderbolts?
3: Um, i I didn't see Bucky coming. I was I was surprised at that. I was I was glad to see him because I it's pretty well known that he's like one of my favorite characters in the MCU. So getting to see him get developed even a little bit more, pretty dope. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, yeah, I don't care about go. Don't care about Ghost at all. Does anyone care about Ghost? And like they butchered Taskmaster in Black Widow, which is kind of unfortunate cuz Taskmaster is kind of a big deal in games and comic books. Yeah. I mean, he's probably, you know, B-list, but higher on the B-list.
1: Well, do, do we think Taskmaster will be the same yes. like the same person that we saw in Black Widow? So, yep. it's 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 that um it, it's that girl. And it's it's the, the, girl the, right the girl. daughter,
3: yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, I think I'm so.
2: not complaining that Bucky's in it. I just don't see him working with John Walker
3: new yeah he's gonna hate that guy but it, they're gonna be one of the only ones with like an established relationship obviously Yelena and Red Guardian are pretty I'm close I'm so excited
2: well. to see Yelena again
3: <laughs> I know I was I was thinking of like because at one point there was a romance between Natasha Romanoff and Bucky Barnes I mean they could maybe hint at that type of thing with Yelena I don't know there's a lot of different directions that could go I'm just really I excited to see more Red Guardian
2: <laughs> yeah Yelena just moved up on my costume list so that was dangerous. she's
3: great. She's yeah, I've said many times she's one of my favorite new characters. I'm really excited to see. She's fantastic. Yeah. She's she's
4: great.
3: Moving forward, she's going to be uh, one of the best. She gets characters.
4: to be the sarcastic, funny one. <laughs> I
3: know it's great.
1: Um, now we didn't see Baron Zemo in that lineup, and he was awesome. one of the original um characters in that lineup in the comics, and he didn't. Um, he did not show up in that lineup that they showed at that panel.
3: This lineup feels like they're taking a lot of the lesser known characters and pairing them with some of the ones that got a little more audience credibility just yeah. to kind of bring the, the level up. Like mm-hmm. Ms. Marvel is getting tagged on to Captain Marvel and they're kind of going to yeah. even themselves out a little bit there too. You could argue which one's more popular in that scenario, I suppose, but if you're comparing Ghost to Bucky Barnes, it's not even a contest. So having no. them be on the same team it's gonna make hopefully make us like the characters more but there's always the chance that it's just gonna make me hate their guts so let's hope not
1: well something else as well is, is that honestly near the end of falcon and the winter soldier you you could still see that um that the um he wanted nothing to do uh with with u.s agent like he wanted nothing to do with him because of um, yeah, he's
3: essentially just like the right Kmart captain america who's his best friend and no one wants to see that so
1: yeah uh, and i'm thinking that the thunderbolts is it's it's pretty much the suicide squad of Marvel. i was
3: gonna it's a little bit yeah. i was gonna say a question for the panel do we think general ross already shot his scenes clearly the actor passed away but he's kind of the biggest deal in the Thunderbolts, at least in the comic books. Is there any chance that he already filmed his scenes and we get to see a posthumous appearance? Or is it more like too far down the line and we kind of just got to give up on having that payoff? Because they've been building him up as a character for 15 years, 10 years, whatever, whenever Incredible Hulk came out.
1: Something I could see them doing, I mean, I don't know if they will, is in, let's see. um, When... Peter Cushing passed away. There was like um, for Moff Tarkin it was like okay we'll never see that character live action again. But they found an actor that um, w- 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 which has played a lot of like iconic roles um, to come in do the voice and then they did like the deep fake um, technology like on him in Rogue One and that worked and I could see them doing that for him in the show but the thing is that's going to be up to the family um the uh the uh the family of the deceased um usually has like like the rights they've got
3: pretty good control though especially yeah. whoever's in charge of the estate power of attorney and all that good stuff yeah Get into the legal mumbo jumbo but if he shows up then great if he doesn't you know, i don't think anyone's gonna just lose their minds over his absence it just would have yeah. been a cool thing for the fans
4: yeah. It's also recast. It's an option.
3: That's true. Yeah, yeah, he's not like. Yeah, this isn't Chadwick Boseman. Let's not give no, him so it's, much it's credit. So, it's just we, like.
4: Yeah, we need a, a grumpy old white dude with a mustache.
3: Like we we, we <laughs> recast War Machine already. I mean, yeah. we, we've casted
4: bigger char- recasted bigger
3: characters already.
1: Yeah. Uh, and speaking of Rhodes, uh, for Secret Invasion, what do we think about the trailer for that?
3: I was surprised to see Rhodes in it. I didn't see that coming. I mean, it logically, I, I guess you kind of bring uh, I mean, we're known for cameos, so you might as well just throw in some fun cameos. Um uh, I don't think we got to see Amelia Clark, did we? Was was I yes, yes. Was she in she, that? I watched it, but I guess yeah. I missed her. It must have been quick.
1: Um so how they described the show is that that's going to be like the next big um crossover event um is Secret Invasion is that show. And they to be honest, I think it's mainly gonna be like of the side characters crossing over. The only main Avenger I think that will pop up in there will be Rhodes. I mean you can argue potentially, that
3: Fury is kind of an original, yeah. but that's um, what you're saying.
1: Yes, yeah. Like um uh I could see them uh potentially maybe getting Sam Sam and um uh Sam Bucky some of those characters to show up in it um, because secret invasion of that storyline was always uh, very detailed in the comics and it dealt with the main this, Avengers.
3: This seemed less cosmic than I was expecting for this. Yeah. Cause it kind of seemed like they were hinting at the, the scrolls, which it, which is what they're doing. Clearly that was shown in the trailer. Everybody's like a clone of each other. But at the same time, this feels more like they're going like noir, kind of crying, almost like a James Bond-esque spy type of show. At least that's what they did from the soundtrack in the background of the trailer. That's the vibe that I got. So hopefully they stick with that because I'd much prefer that over another space adventure. That's just my uh, personal preference, though.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, what projects are you guys most excited about? Of uh, um, Loki. <laughs> okay, all right, well wow.
3: man Yeah, Would Ray's randomly to gonna start on appearing that? on the Marvel Stuff podcast again as soon as Loki <laughs> appears. As soon as Loki <laughs> appears, you're in.
2: <laughs> I I I was really sad that no trailer dropped.
3: Well, the rumors of Henry Cavill showing up as a cast member at the at D23 ended up being false. And now he's being hinted more towards Dr. Doom and nobody knows anything. So I guess we'll just <laughs> see what happens. I mean,
4: he's, he's also rumored for house of dragons. So we
3: I no know. What's going on yeah. Anymore. He's so handsome and so good at being a nerd <laughs> yeah. and hot. It's, it's he's good. looking. <laughs> God, he's like Chris Hemsworth in like Godbod, but then he's got the nerd ability to like build the computer and like, it's pretty great. I can understand <laughs> that. I, yeah. I can understand why you want them in everything.
4: I'm really excited for Secret Invasion. I, it's going to be cool. I, my big thing is I worry. It's, it's the fear I have for Star Wars 2, but it's the fear that like it's a, I kind of already feel it for Marvel, which is that there's so much content coming. That I, just, I, I don't personally want to keep track of everything.
3: Yeah, uh, it's starting to get expansive to the point where it's it's gonna be hard to like we if we do an it's Avengers. it's starting
1: movie, to get expansive, dude. It's,
3: it's getting worse. You know what <laughs> I mean? I mean, worse. we're getting further and further uh, into like characters yeah. that no one's ever heard of. Not that I'm complaining, but at the same time you're not going to have real tie-ins with all these characters anymore. Yeah. I think that's why we're getting two Avengers movies, because we essentially have two entire different super teams that are going to be um, team-ups. It's going to be impossible to get everyone involved.
1: There is also the ride that they announced that they're doing over at uh, at Disneyland, and, um, and that ride will be very similar to Rise of the Resistance, apparently, and it will deal with the multiverse, and there will be different versions of characters, so There will be the classic Steve, yeah. So there will be the classic Steve Rogers, but there will also be um, uh, Captain Carter and different versions of Spider Man and different versions of like just
3: wanted Jessica Alba cameo as Invisible Woman, just (laughs) real quick.
1: Uh, They will, uh, and and the main villain of that ride. Uh, that's so funny there's a villain of a ride no 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 (laughs) i I,
3: know i I get it i wrote the harry potter ride i I get it like you have villains but it's really funny to think about
1: this was just uh announced a couple hours ago but the villain of of the multiverse for like that like story um for that ride his name is king thanos he like has like a like a weird space crown and he has like a long white beard and um uh yeah, I I know. I I was like, okay, I was it's like, oh.
4: no thanks. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um so I am They have a helicopter. I hope the Thanos copter <laughs> shows up. <laughs> I think I think that would be just a lot because of the uh concept art that they dropped for it was just like, "Whoa, man." Um uh it'd be Hang on, I will pull it up cuz it cuz I I I saw it and and I was so surprised. So- uh, you
3: didn't bring it. Uh, we kind of skimmed over Wakanda forever. I think it's because it's coming up so quickly, but yeah. they did show some stuff for that. Got our first real glimpse at River Williams playing Ironheart. That's exciting stuff. Um, I. She's another character that like definitely not well known. You would never be able to green light something like a show about that character at the beginning of any universe, so I think that's a, bet if, that's a benefit that Marvel has gotten being around for so long is they get some, like, audience leniency to experiment a little bit more. Because that was and
4: the it, thing with Ant-Man, where they were like, no one's going to care about yeah. Ant-Man. They're just like, we care about Ant-Man.
3: Yeah, right. There's, this is the, I mean, getting Paul Rudd, that was just like a genius move. You're like, let's get one of Hollywood's most beloved actors. Yeah, that's that an interesting a looking choice. Yeah,
4: because
1: of
3: yeah, I mean like, that's neat. I'm sure the podcast yeah. listeners are real interested by us staring at that picture. But...
1: <laughs> but uh but yeah, so I am excited for the Werewolf by Night because that's happening on October that's soon, 20th. Yeah, that's yeah. that's really soon. And that was that's kind of like out. a surprise, like um
3: Well they announced like, it a while ago, but then I yeah. think they intentionally kept it silent until now because then they can get like the hype ramped back up. Because even in my head, I kind of forgot about it. I was like, oh, man, what are we going to do on the Marvel Stuff podcast between She-Hulk and the Black Panther movie? Like, that's a solid month and a half, two months of just having to make stuff up. But now we've got Werewolf by Night to cover. So it's it's something. It'll be cool.
1: Yeah. Um, and to be honest, I think, you know, there will probably be a, um, a Blade cameo uh in it like in Werewolf
3: by Night. i mean that logically would yeah that, that lines up i could see it
1: probably towards the end uh, there will, it will be something about like a vampire or something and i could just definitely see blade just showing up oh well, yeah then, he
3: fits that the, fits the it, it, it,
1: it it fits it perfectly and then that way you could tie it directly into the mcu um be because you're right for this one no one really knows these characters and well, um, you could also
3: make the opposite argument that the Wolfman has been around 100 yeah. years compared to comic book yeah, It yeah. been around as long. So um, it's like, yeah, in relation to what it's being yeah. exposed in, that's true. But the Wolfman's been around for generations and getting a new version of it, controlled by people that know what they're doing. I mean, sign me up. They're doing, they've been doing some modern-day, like, Monster Man stuff. What was that Invisible yeah. Man movie that they did a while ago? Like, that oh, yeah, turned out and, pretty well, and that's a classic yeah. monster story.
4: The uh, yeah. new one? That, yeah the narrow uh, one Moss oh. in it. that movie was amazing
3: yeah exactly so it's like taking a concept that's yeah. old as time and then all of a sudden they're putting a fresh spin on it and it yeah. works again so
1: something else as well i think that the show will be in black and white for like the entirety of it and well, it does that have like the old the... style like feel mm-hmm. as well like with those classic monster movies it I, I they'll do well. if they're going to do a lot well.
3: of practical effects, if they want to be true to, I guess, the genre they're going for. That's what they did in WandaVision, where for whenever they did each generation of sitcom, they used the props that were available at that time. Right. Obviously we're going to upgrade it to, you know, 4K resolution, and they're going to well, have I some mean, things look better, but I mean... For Ray, Ray WandaVision, Ray used
2: they up? used, like, not necessarily camera equipment, but they used, like, lenses and stuff from the time period to get that like accurate visual. So I don't know if they would use vintage lenses then as well.
3: I think that it's a smart move in this scenario. Cause if you're doing werewolf by night, it's obviously an older storyline. If you try and modernize it too much where you're just like, Oh, we have a CGI werewolf now it's going to come in full color. And then it just feels like it's Wolfman walking dead type of thing. I don't know. I mean, I don't think it would work as well. I think the fact that they're being true to what they're shooting for is the, the better move.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, no. Um and they they talk more about the Dare um the... I was going
3: to say that's the thing I'm most excited for is Daredevil born again. He's uh he's my second favorite Marvel character and Wolverine's still not around, so let's get my boy Matt Murdock up in here a bunch more.
1: Uh and they also talked about Kingpin um of what his story will be going back into it because they well, did we're talk doing about Echo, Echo first, yeah. Right, and 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 then we'll go into um, Daredevil, Born Again, and as if you haven't watched Hawkeye yet, spoilers alert! But at the end of it, um, uh, he Kingpin gets shot in the face. Um, no, um,
3: he does it. It doesn't show well, on screen. He gets shot. <laughs>
4: yeah. It well, doesn't so say where
3: he's implied
4: arc- in the head. From, All right.
3: If they're getting from- him. This would be next level, like having him show up to all of these fan expos just to be like, yeah, he actually did die at the end of Hawkeye and he's never showing up again.
1: From the footage um, that they showed at D23, they actually showed um, uh, a a shot of Kingpin where he is wearing like um, where he's wearing some type of thing on his face, blocking his face because he got shot in the face by Echo in the comics. Yeah, they're... that's why they're following that story.
3: Kingpin's no, I... one of those characters where there's so many different versions of him that it's hard to actually know what he does. Because in some versions, he's just like super big, muscly, kind of fat guy, and he doesn't have any real powers. And then other times, he can just lift cars and other nonsense, and he's yeah, actually partially he's bulletproof. Straight. Exactly. Yeah. So it just depends on what they're going to go for within the Disney universe of it all.
1: Yep. Yep. We'll have to wait, man. I'm uh, I am very excited. But here's the other thing, though, which I keep hearing and I keep seeing is, do we think that as soon as Avengers Endgame like finished, do you think Marvel kind of started kind of going downhill? We talk or? about this constantly
3: because it, 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 it. I've seen it compared to finishing the main story and everything else, the side quests at this point. I've seen it placed in different ways. I don't. I think Marvel has seen its peak, but I don't see it going down as fast as ever. Like, everyone's predicting the downfall of Marvel. I'm like, they have way too much money, way too much invested. This is going to go on for another 10 years at least. I don't think we're going to have the pinnacle the endgame was ever again. But we, I mean, just recently we saw Spider-Man and that blew up the box office. So it's not like they can't pull no. a trick out of their hat every once in a while. Like, hey, what's up? Yeah. We're still here.
4: Hey. I was very much the same. I think we're going to start seeing Marvel tick back up once Disney starts figuring out how they want to start looking mutants into the. Well, MCU. Well, yeah, the
3: mutants, the Fantastic Four. Like we're we're still. That was the crazy thing about just this whole concept of starting the MCU, is the Avengers were not the main draw of Marvel comic books. They just weren't. I mean, Captain America was kind of washed. He was something that people like. Obviously, he's the pinnacle of an American hero, but at the same time, he wasn't popular in comic books anymore. His stuff yeah. wasn't selling off the shelves. He's a, he's Iron a guy Man, in a
4: stars and stripes jumpsuit exactly. with a round shield. Mm-hmm. So, Iron
3: Man was arguably a C-list hero at one point in the comic book. So the fact that he is now the god of the MCU, I mean, the, Marvel has established these characters that weren't even that great to start with, and now they've got these ones that, you know, we've got Marvel's first family in the Fantastic Four, which was some of the best-selling comic books back in the day. And obviously, the X Men. We got to see the modern day X Men movies on the Fox, but I think Disney's only going to do better than that because they were so hit or miss. So it, we're, we're just going to see things increase.
1: Do we think that Jason Segel will show up as the thing in She Hulk? Because I know that's. Been I like, saw that rumor.
3: Um, I wouldn't be upset. I love Jason Siegel. I mean, it's just a voice, it's not like he has to get jacked and use the prosthetic stuff like they did no. in yeah. the original. So, no. Whatever works is. We uh, have the technology exactly yeah. but uh that was the other we we yeah, kind of did a circle there so fantastic four they got uh is it matt shackman yeah matt shackman yep. the guy that did wand vision is now the director of fantastic four which originally was uh john watts right who did the yep. spider-man movies
1: and now we, john like, do Watts is do- well so john watts stopped doing fantastic four because he right. wanted to move on to different things but also um he had the chance to do a star's project which is the skeleton crew so uh that's something that i think he wanted to kind of jump to so then he can have these two big genres on his resume Um, he's
3: making the jump is what i'm saying like he's he's directed films before but are any of them like wandavision i would argue is probably his big break so giving him the upgrade i think it was a smart move to pivot from john watts who didn't want to do the fantastic four to Mm -hmm. matt shackman who was you know kind of a Big deal because of Wandavision. Obviously, he's got an established you know work base behind that. But Wandavision being the most recent thing that everybody had their yeah. eyes on, he's shown that he can be successful in establishing characters and telling really good storylines through a few episodes. I think it's only going to get better with uh, the movie.
1: That's also funny because I remember when when Wandavision was happening, that everyone was thinking that like that secret scientist um, that, that they kept hinting at was going to be Reed. Richards, and then he, then he never showed up, and I was disappointed. as 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 much as I like that show, there were a lot of disappointments in it. I know Brooke doesn't agree with it, but I, um, that show was great, but near the end it was just a letdown because of there was so much build up to where like you thought like there were there were going to be a bunch of cameos, a direct cameo like to the X Men somehow. And then I ended up being like, "Nope, you were wrong. You were wrong. All of you were wrong. It's actually this. It's all fake."
3: You're well, welcome. that's that's kind of the problem with us having our podcast. Is like we don't want to be a speculation podcast, but at the same time, when things get loud enough, you kind of have to address them. So the there, fact yeah. that Mephisto wasn't in one division was pretty much the world's <laughs> biggest letdown. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's uh, a
5: lot of people just be like guessing. You know, they're like, "Oh, I think this is gonna happen," and then you let yourself down by like exactly. thinking something's gonna happen, and then you get disappointed because the thing you thought was going to happen didn't so it's like you're causing your own pain yeah (laughs) you know like i thought it was fantastic and i just like i just let it be what it was and like i wasn't like trying to expect anything from it i was just enjoying it as i watched it
3: Constantly at war with myself (laughs) trying not to do that. It's like, (laughs) man, I'm a big comic book nerd, so I'm like, I really want this cool thing to happen, but I'm like, they can make a great project and not do the cool thing that I want to happen, and that's okay.
4: It's the, you can't be disappointed by it if you keep your expectations reasonable. (laughs) Like, Not necessarily, an
3: optimistic point of view, but I uh, said,
4: Well, just like, you know, I when they first announced we're getting a Kenobi project, I was gonna be like, Oh my god, we're gonna get like you know, hours and it was like 30 minutes every night that came out, so I was like, All right, <laughs> as long as we don't go below 30 minutes, episode, thank like, that. I thought Brew. we were gonna
3: see more of a transition between just Ewan McGregor being the age he was to old man Kenobi and maybe some more time jumping. I wasn't upset with what came out, but no. I just I could have seen them jumping, like, Hey, here's 10 years later, he's five years
1: later. Uh- yeah. I was hoping for at least at least one Clone Wars flashback, like of of just seeing Hayden and Ewan like actually wearing like the Clone Wars armor. Everyone would have lost it, bro. That's they, true. That so they they, really they had done the fan opportunity there. to do that, and they did. Okay, know. but did oh, you on. see um,
3: the split mask part? I mean, let's give from, them credit. We're
4: I'm <laughs> talking to people who were on the set of Kanabi, yeah, some bits were filmed involving a character in orange armor and a character in blue armor. But they just got <laughs> cut. They, they got blippy? Man, oh.
1: man <laughs> I wonder who those characters were. Yeah.
4: Blippi, yeah. mean, childhood star. They cut stuff constantly. So. Yeah.
1: Okay. Shoot, man.
4: Yeah, Maybe it'll happen in the next season of Kenobi because everybody wants another season of Kenobi. Yeah,
1: I yeah, but like if they, they keep doing
4: seasons of Kenobi... <laughs>
3: at the same time they told kind of a complete story and if they try and it's kind of like putting a hat on a hat and they might milk it too much so and
5: yeah i guess that's
4: true
1: and this is something that we've been talking about and here is my um like my kind of split in the middle solution is you honestly could just do a vader series and even though the joke is made the entire like skywalker like oh
4: yeah that's true Anakin. i mean did you watch star wars is that <laughs> yeah. that is the, that is the vader yeah. series
1: i am talking about like of that time of where it's it's like it is vader and his prime uh and oh dude if we get uh,
3: homeboy from uh the force unleashed or anybody like that or cal cal I don't, from uh there, or, you know, there's any no of these guys, way it'd be sweet
1: it would be very hard to make Star Killer canon. His his story. There's no way his story would ever right, be right. But able you to were canon.
3: too focused on like having to the, everything that he's done has to be established. You can introduce a similar character and not have. Yes, back yes, yeah, but yeah, exactly.
1: But I mean, but not, but not his story. Like if that could well, shows, that's, that's fine, that's cool. Yeah, but um, so
4: Star Killer is one of those characters where, as much as I enjoyed him in the games, I hope he never gets brought again
1: he is so op like he he's so op, OP he's in OP. the games he, <laughs> he, he was yep, did like... you see
3: vader in rogue one i mean <laughs> yeah. he really, that was pretty op too whoa
1: whoa, <laughs> that's, whoa. that's
3: fine yeah. I, I know i get it <laughs> okay fine vader. sorry didn't want to just blasphemy on your god yeah. my fault
0: <laughs> if we're
2: gonna do a vader series we can always do it after yeah, the 2020 vader comics
3: yeah, yeah. that's That'd true I heard a rumor that we're gonna do a comic book club on that whole uh, series, but we'll we'll see if that comes eventually. I volunteer's uh, tribute. <laughs> one, last thing we didn't talk about on Marvel that I at least wanted to mention was uh, Captain America: uh, New World Order. Anthony Mackie's thing. I'm
4: excited. I'm excited.
3: Me too. Plus, uh, confirmed that uh, Isaiah Bradley leader, is going to be returning. So I was pretty excited for that. Returning. Man. Yes uh no. there wasn't a whole lot revealed about it but the fact that i get, you know they, that storyline with isaiah bradley felt like it kind of ended on a little bit of a sour note within falcon and the winter soldier because mm-hmm. he didn't get his comeuppance or anything like he was mistreated
1: pretty poorly
3: and then he's like i guess it's okay like that's not really how that should have happened no. and that's not i'm glad they're addressing that
1: can we talk about how the leaders coming back though like it's the same actor that played him in the 2000, what, 2008 in Incredible Hulk, right? Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm excited for that um, because we need more villains. And there's so many villains that are just like those one-time villains that like pop up in a movie and then you never see him again. And I think they're starting to break that tradition.
3: I I've been I've made it pretty clear that like with the exception of like Thanos and Loki, Marvel kind of fell victim to the one time one off villain yeah. scenarios where it's like someone like Ultron should have been a lot more than one movie and oh, yeah. Yeah. it was kind of yeah. over at that point. So they've got that was not an it. age
1: that was like a week.
3: That, the age was two hours. <laughs> that was the whole yeah.
1: age. Yep. I mean, same about
4: yeah. the light
1: game. So of of what?
4: The long night in Game of
1: Thrones. Oh, it's a long night. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was six hours. Yeah. <laughs> I do true. love Game of Thrones though. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, no, um that that honestly was like everything from Star Wars to Marvel. Unless you guys uh, wanted the to die.
3: I think the video game oh, did, yeah. We, yeah, there was a new Marvel oh. video game that's confirmed that it's gonna be mm-hmm. Captain America and I think it's T'Challa's grandfather. Yep. So yeah. World War Two and I think maybe like the origin of the Melage, Melage, Nicki Minaj, whatever, you know, (laughs) one of those words. (laughs) But yes, and it's going to be legendary. I am really excited for that because, I mean, I'd love to see Marvel get the AAA treatment outside of Spider-Man because those games are great. But if you played Marvel's Avengers, you play it for three hours. You played the whole game and you really they're introducing new characters. Give them credit where it's due. But at the same time. It's repetitive gameplay, and I can't wait for so, a really well taught story. So, Told here's
1: the thing about that. Honestly, I used to agree with that, but after I actually started to jump from different characters, and um, I tried. and, I tried and they actually that. started to add more to the. Um, for a bunch of the characters they added, now they have stories mm-hmm. like where you plug more money
3: with- into the microtransactions, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. No. I, I, I get no, what you're
1: saying. I, yeah. Um, but. What that game is going to be is that will be very similar, apparently, to Gotham Knights. Um, uh, oh, yeah, where
3: I, yeah, me and Noah are streaming that whole game on our uh, YouTube and Twitch stuff because <laughs> I already pre-ordered that game. I'm the DC nerd, so that that's good. <laughs> we're gonna know exactly what happened in that game. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's that. There's the Marvel uh, Midnight Marvel Suns? Midnight Suns.
3: Oh, that was already uh, supposed to come out. No. I th- Oh, my dog was upset about the way I'm talking. Go ahead and keep talking, Colin.
1: Um that just doesn't really look the best to me cuz it's a um it's a strategy game like of where like you kind of click like of where you want the characters to go and then they go and then like they fight people and then you
3: It looked cool before when it was like you saw just the cast and just the armor and things, but then you find out that it's a turd based card game which yeah. is okay for some gamers, but I would rather just just, you know, bathe in vinegar after I go down a water slide on a cheese grater type of thing. Those games annoy me. I hate them. <laughs> it is not my jam. So, I... <laughs> got you.
1: I would love a game like Marvel Alliance again. Like, Marvel to the Alliance are some of the greatest games ever. Me and my brother like,
3: beat them so many times. It's
1: that gross. game, but but honestly just make it marvel alliance 3 and just add get a all... Marvel ultimate alliance
3: 3 it's a twitch or uh switch exclusive i've never played it it's true though
1: oh, well alliance 4 for the councils then at least but um because of those games were fun those games are actually fun um but yeah no uh that 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 honestly is everything unless you guys wanted to you know dive deeper into you know all, all, all the projects that we that we want to talk about, you know, like in Inside Out two, um, the uh, no. the uh, new Peter Pan movie that's gonna be in Disney. They're doing Plus, Peter you know? Pan again. Yeah, yeah, a new one. Peter Pan and Wendy. Stop.
3: <laughs> uh, are really we gonna base it stop. more
2: on the book? Is Tinkerbell gonna swear?
3: Ooh, <laughs> are we gonna make Peter Pan more realistic? And he just Who's kidnapped To say children? she hasn't been. This is true. Yeah. This the is same true. way the R2
4: has been swearing a storm. And that's true the yeah. whole time.
3: He's done nothing about expletives.
2: Yeah. I mean, if we're going to go the book route, um, Peter Pan teaches kids how to fly but not land.
1: Yep. So that's they the move die right there. from
2: exhaustion.
1: Never, never land. Oh, man. This is taking a dark turn. Well, guys, we're on Facebook. <laughs> We're we're on facebook um over at the star Wars stuff uh group and the star Wars stuff podcast page uh we're also Marvel on patreon also. yep I'm, I'm getting there i'm oh, getting sorry there. dude i was i was trying to do all
3: the facebook at once that's on me yeah, go ahead cool do
1: your thing okay cool uh we're we're also on patreon we have a lot going on patreon we have a lot more to come as, especially with andor there are um we have a lot of tiers. Our our biggest tier is our Black Hyper Crystal tier where you have all of the uh, – where you have all the access um, uh, uh, for this tier plus all the other tiers that came before. And then you also have a chance to win items from our unboxing videos. Uh, one that we did recently was the Babu Frick that they had at the parks. So and some – What did you just call me?
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh but yeah so please go check out our patreon uh we are on uh tick uh search star wars stuff podcast twitter uh at a uh, pod instagram at star wars stuff podcast um please go uh p- please go and email us at star wars stuff at gmail.com and please give us a five star or just a review apparently all you love david so just keep you know
3: oh yeah love that oh i love that the marvel stuff podcast got a five star that was just calling colin hot i was like sweet <laughs> <laughs> misspelled his name but wait, they're like hey wait.
1: the guy that's been on this show four times he's wait. hot Wait, 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 wait. Hold up. That, I'm pretty
3: sure it was Audi or something.
1: That picture you sent was for the Marvel Stuff Podcast and not the Star yes, Wars Stuff it, Podcast? Yes, it was, Colin. Oh, that's
3: funnier. <laughs> it's way funnier. Uh, but yeah, uh, nice transition, Colin. Excellent yeah. work. When really well, I planted it. Go ahead,
1: Ray.
2: Question on uh, one of our socials Is our Twitter really at Stuff Pod?
1: Yes. Is that Star someone.
2: Wars Stuff Pod?
1: someone someone took it a while ago and uh and and it was actually really funny because on podcast day when when they announced like the like top like tens like star wars podcast in the world um tagged that um oh, uh the tagged that page twitter
3: nice awkward.
1: and but that page was like uh um i'm gonna be honest with you it's not us it's them we like had their name long before they came up with it but here and we were like, Okay. Um uh because they've been on Twitter for like since the beginning of it, I I I guess. And um but yeah, so uh Yeah. That's her name. Cool.
3: Yep. That's uh, the origin story. That was fun. <laughs> uh Marvel Stuff Podcast, we're also on Facebook and Instagram. We drop episodes on Mondays. Gotham City Rogues, we're covering House of the Dragon right now. It's pretty sweet. Those come out mm-hmm. on Tuesdays, so come check out, come hang out. Got some fun friends, and it's a great time. Uh, Christian, where can we
1: find you at?
4: Uh, you can find me on TikTok and Instagram at Kenobin Around. I also have a Twitter for that, but I never use it. So There you go. <laughs> I
1: I have known Christian for a couple of years. Uh, he's actually um, he's actually one of the main reasons why I have my have my Anakin Skywalker. Uh so thank you so much for what you do for the for the community and everything man like you are the reason why like i had the courage to get into you know and into doing a character that um that's not wearing a helmet yeah face characters are hard (laughs) yeah
4: they're fun though they're fun they're hard they're fun (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. yep uh but with that being said from uh from myself christian ray josh and brooke The Force will be with you, Excelsior, all that DC and other stuff that, you know, that Oh, you mean in,
3: you know, just no (laughs) consistency, no established power. It's just kind of like a mess right now, but I'm still Exactly.
1: With that being said, may the Force be with you. Olay! Olay! Olay!